0: Jeff, you and I have been around the NFL long enough to remember when the NFL schedule being released was almost a non-event. People were interested, but you always got the sense back in the day, back in our day, that, hey. It'll be in the paper tomorrow, and we'll kind of look at it and maybe pick out a trip. It, it, The NFL business has grown to the point now where paperwork is now a big deal. Putting out the actual schedule is a big deal. They uh, manipulate the leaking of information for the weeks ahead to make that a big deal. And let's look, the other thing is that now NFL fans, and particularly Viking fans, travel in such great numbers that it is a big deal because people are already booking their hotels and their flights to go to london or philadelphia or green bay it, you know I, I can't even tease people for thinking the nfl schedule release is a big deal because it is a big deal now <laughs> it
1: everything's a big deal in the nfl yeah. so you it's a year-round business now it's not like it used to be when i first started we never even saw the players until until training camp in the off season now there's a nine week off season program, rookie camp this weekend. We did have one rookie camp and that was about it. And Bud Bud Grant really didn't want to have anything to do with that either. He wanted to be hunting during that time <laughs> fishing. So, but things have definitely changed and and it it is a certainly a, a year year round news cycle and which is part of the reason the NFL is so huge. However, I, I was kind of annoyed this year, Jim, with with this piecemeal leaking of certain pieces of the schedule, such as, oh, the Vikings play at Philadelphia in week two on Monday night. Well, just give us the schedule when it, when it comes out in totality, as happened on Thursday night, and go from there. And so having said that, I, I also feel like when the full schedule does come out, it I think it is kind of a big deal because it makes it more real for everyone that there truly is a new season coming up. And, and you can, as you said, look at a, a few key games and everybody, of course, obviously immediately looks at when are they gonna play the Packers and and the opener this year, very exciting to be at home against Green Bay. However, <laughs> conversely, going to Green Bay on January 1st, New Year's Day may not be quite so much fun. And, and definitely what jumped out at me, that tough weather finish, with the last two games on the road at Green Bay and at Chicago, two cold weather games. And so they'll, they'll have to be shoveling off some fields and practicing a little bit outside during that time or else opening the, open the doors at the indoor facility and get some cold air in there. But I think overall in breaking down the schedule, it's, it's really not too bad in terms of when they're playing certain teams at certain times and how it, how it all shakes out. And, and I think that's that's a positive when you look at, for example, there's six playoff teams from last year on, on the schedule. And now we know, first of all, there's going to be probably six new playoff teams this year, and the Vikings hope they're one of those teams. But it's it's a an interesting situation when you look at the spread of those playoff opponents. And Green Bay, one of them, they play in week one and week 17, Philadelphia week two. So it is a tough start, uh, but then they don't have face a playoff team until Arizona week eight. They have a tough three game stretch, weeks ten through twelve at Buffalo versus Dallas here, and then Thanksgiving Day against New England. Though that's a tough stretch, but then things they could conceivably have a pretty good stretch before they hit that at Green Bay at, at Chicago period. So. It's I think the spread is okay. They start out the first eight games are alternating home and away, home and away, until you get to that the two games on the road back to back at Washington at Buffalo, and then three in a row at home. So it's not a, a daunting schedule, but it's certainly challenging. And I think obviously the key for the Vikings and for any team is to get off to a decent start, and that's what killed them last year, getting off 0-2 with those two tough losses at Cincinnati and at Arizona, both really heartbreaking defeats and overtime at Cincinnati, the missed field goal by Joseph at Arizona. And when they were 0-2, you're just behind the eight ball. It's hard to catch up. They never got over 500 the whole year. They got to 500, could couldn't get over it. It's a tough tough hill to climb, and so I think it's really critical that they split those two first two games that are going to be difficult, and I think that's going to be the big challenge.
0: You said so many things I want to revisit here. Uh, let me introduce the show. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings, and NFL insider. Jeff Diamond, of course, former Vikings and uh, general manager, former NFL executive of the year. This is one of our football shows at TalkNorth.com along with the Viking Update show. Of course, we do all kinds of other shows as well, and we've added Dave Lee from WCCO. Uh, the famous radio personality. We've added Mike Grimm with the Go Gopher podcast. We keep adding really great personalities. We have outdoor content uh, and it's been a blast to do. So thank you for listening. Thank you to our producer, Brianne Burdette. And uh, we do recommend subscribing your favorite podcast app. That's the easiest way to listen. It's also free. You can subscribe to the entire network or just this show, whatever you like. Um, and thank you to our sponsors, White Bear Lake Superstore, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com, and TSR Injury Law 612 TSR. Time, you know, uh, I was going back and forth on Twitter with Gary Myers. I don't know if you remember Gary. Gary was a, a prominent NFL and Cowboys reporter when I started uh, covering pro sports for the Dallas Morning News. Uh, you know, he was kind of one of the first big information guys. He was on, uh, he was on. I think he was on the HBO show Inside the NFL or whatever. Uh, you know, great reporter. And he always used to delight in breaking news on the uh, NFL schedule before anybody wanted it out because, you know, the Cowboys would always stage this big schedule release party for a lot of their biggest uh, uh, advertisers and all that. And Gary would always have it posted before they could even have that meeting. And it, this is so typical of the way NFL does things. Now they real now they have all these billion dollar partnerships. They have their own network, they have their own TV show, they have their own website they have their team websites, they have, you know, very lucrative deals with ESPN, Fox, CBS, all these people. So they just leak the, they leak enough of the schedule that they're getting covered on a daily basis. And, you know, Jeff, I've been dealing with media relations people and marketing people for a long time. This is exactly what I do. And and I I always say, if you have a good story you want to make it a two or a three day story. If you have a bad story, you want to make it a one day story. They make the NFL release uh, schedule release like a month long a month long news event for themselves. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, and who who cannot remember Gary Myers <laughs> first mm-hmm. of all? He
1: was a uh, quite the character. He is quite the character. But yes, I think you're you're absolutely right. And it's just it's kind of comical. How, how they make it work that way, and I, I don't even watch the schedule show when it, when it happens. Of course, we had other things going on last night with hockey and, and whatever. Unfortunately for the Wild, but it's just kind of crazy how it, how it just is leaked out here and there, whatever. And the the London game with the Saints came out uh, a couple a week or so ago, and and so yeah, they try to try to create this unending. <laughs> news cycle as we said and and just kind of kind of fascinating how it all plays out speaking of that saints game jim i, I think it, it really kind of creates an interesting schedule anomaly this year for the vikings and i, I know one of your cohorts over at the Star tribune pointed this out whether it was ben Gessling or andrew kramer about playing the saints in new orleans first of all it, it's it's a a big advantage for the Vikings not to have to go to New Orleans because it's a New Orleans home game technically. And so it becomes a neutral site game, which means rather than playing eight road games this year, they'll play seven road games and one neutral site game, which is an advantage not to go to New Orleans to the Superdome. And instead of having eight home games that they had last year, they have nine home games this year because of the flip-flop. And so I think that's a big advantage. Nine home games, seven true road games, and one neutral site game, and not have to go to New Orleans. That's, that's a really kind of an under the radar perk for Kevin O'Connell and, and the Vikings this year when they, when they approach it from that standpoint. And I, I think the other interesting thing, and we can talk a little bit more about the opener against Green Bay. And, and we all recall two years ago, that horrendous opener when Aaron Rodgers just torched them in an empty U.S. Bank Stadium and threw for whatever, four four or five touchdown passes, and Devontae Adams killed them. Well, there's no Devontae Adams in Green Bay, no Marquez, Valtas, Scandling, and I think it's good news for the Vikings to play Green Bay early and even in the opener because they'll be in a full stadium, which – we assume will be 95 percent viking fans you can always hear the packer fans but the viking fans should drown them out and i I think the other good part of that equation is that in week one they should have daniel hunter and zadarius smith healthy at that point and raring to go in the opener and so should be the viking fans in u.s bank stadium so that should help the secondary whether it's Andrew Booth or Cam Dancer at one corner with Patrick Peterson, and whether it's Lewis seeing C- C- the the number one pick or Cam Bynum at safety with Harrison Smith, going against the Green Bay's new receiving core that's missing Devonte Adams and Scantling, Valdez Scantling, and so I, I think that's an advantage, especially to have Hunter and Zadarius Smith potentially fully healthy to. Put the pass rush on aaron Rodgers, and i think even going to week two another team with, with a potent potential passing attack even though jalen hurts the quarterback isn't the greatest passer in the league but now they've got a dynamic pair of receivers in aj brown and Devonte smith and and playing out a monday night and so that's a tough matchup for a new secondary and as we said Rogers tore apart the Viking secondary two years ago when, when they were trying to start uh, the, the youngsters at, at that point, Gladney and Dansler and Zimmer thought, okay, I'm, I'm, these guys are ready for prime time. No, not quite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I don't think it's a bad thing to play the Packers in week one. And I think it also will get everybody's attention during training camp. When you know, you've got to be ready for that open or you don't have a, you don't have the Jets coming to town.
0: Right. No, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and you're, I think you're exactly right. Getting the Packers in week one when they have a kind of a new receiving core and they're trying to put some new pieces together, that's probably the best time to play. them. of course, playing them at Lambeau, in uh, on January first might be the worst time to play them, but uh, at least they have a chance to, at a good start here. Uh, let's get into some more schedule stuff, some more uh, news from around the league, and we'll talk about Tom Brady. We do want to thank our longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. Thanks, Jim. Always happy to talk with you about the White Bear Lake Superstore
1: Buick GMC and my longtime friend, the owner Paul Rubin, his general manager Charlie guttrell They're a fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and the only place to get the premium experience. And check out that great website, wiperlakesuperstore.com, that we always talk about. And you'll see 0% APR offers for 72 months on most Buick vehicles, including the stylish Encore GX and 0% APR, plus purchase allowances on the fabulous GMC vehicles, including the GMC Sierra 1500. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 Van Superstore, and the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, is a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut, so visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at superstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC,
0: we are professional grade. And thanks to our friend Steve Terry and all the good people at TSR Injury Law, our uh, longtime sponsors and longtime friends. 612 TSR Time, that's all you need to remember. We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR Injury Law help me if I'm hit by a driver with no insurance? Yes. How about if not enough insurance? Yep. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612 TSR time. How are you feeling about Tom Brady getting $375 million to do a job he's never done before? Well, my first question
1: is anybody else sick of hearing about and from Tom Brady? <laughs> I am. Yes. Yeah. Not even Yeah. He retires, he unretires, he tweets nonstop, he does his Man in the Arena documentary trying to copy Michael Jordan's Last Dance. Which I I didn't watch a, a minute of it, and he and Rod, Aaron Rodgers, two egomaniacs, are going to take on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in a golf event coming up next month, and and then the the announcement that Fox Sports is hiring him to be their lead NFL analyst, which is ridiculous when he's still playing, and for an obscene amount of money, which reportedly ten years, three hundred seventy-five million, which I don't believe that, which would be double what I think Troy Aikman is making, who's the highest paid analyst, and, and when did these TV analysts start making this kind of money? I guess Tony Roman was the first one, but crazy if they're if they're paying him $37 million a year as a as a commentator. Now, I'm sure they'll utilize him for other stuff too, but I just, Jim, I like Brady a lot better when he was seemingly much more humble when he was with the Patriots and he talked a lot less and tried to stay more low-key. In fact, we thought he was almost too vanilla back then, and which of course, Bill Belichick encouraged as among his players. But I would just say things really changed when he got to Tampa, and I would say for the worse with him.
0: Oh yeah, it, it, I, what I wonder, if I wanna to try to be fair to the man is, can you be the most successful athlete at the most, scrutinized position in american sports in an era of massive coverage uh and not become an egomaniac you know (laughs) i just wonder. i just wonder can you be tom brady and not be an egomaniac even especially after leaving the patriots leaving belichick and winning a super bowl elsewhere is it possible can a human being handle that much success
1: well i I think if you look at People like Russell Wilson. Maybe the answer is yeah. <laughs> if you if you position yourself correctly and do the right stuff, and I just think I think there are players that by nature are like that. I, I just don't think this was Brady's nature coming out and, and early in his career. And it just seems to have he seemed to have flipped a switch when he went to Tampa Bay, and of course had that phenomenal season. But it's just. Kind of becoming nauseating. I got. I got to say, and too much. Too much like Aaron Rodgers loves to hear himself talk, and pontificating about everything and tweeting about everything. And and then I think this story coming out by Fox is just kind of absurd, when it's so far in advance. He could play. He could, this guy could play two or three more years. <laughs> so it's yeah. But I think you're right. It certainly is in this era. Of media, social media, such great nonstop coverage. It's difficult, but I think if you're the right kind of person, you can still handle it and and be more low key. But hey, quarterbacks have always been a little different. They they're not all like like what Wade Wilson was back in the day, uh, or even Tommy Kramer, kind of kind of fun loving, low key lower key guys that that weren't trying to milk every second of media coverage and brady unfortunately is different now
0: wade wilson was such a great guy i didn't know tommy kramer's uh, i never really got to know tommy kramer but i got to know wade wilson really well uh, he was just fantastic to be around by the way this also you were talking about brady and all these massive egos and and some are robotics some of egomaniacs it makes peyton manning really stand out and listen I'm sure some of it is calculated, but you know, Peyton, when Peyton Manning goes on TV or plays in a golf event or gets behind a mic on Monday night football, he's funny. And he's funny in a way that you can actually relate to. And the fact that he and Eli can sit there and give each other grief and Eli usually wins those battles. uh, Whether, again, whether it's calculation or whether it's just him, Peyton Manning comes off so well compared to most.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, Part of that, perhaps, is, is his, his upbringing and, and Archie, his dad, who uh, I, I know very well. And he played for, us, played for us with the Vikings and just a super guy. And I think a lot of Archie rubbed off on Peyton and Eli in terms of how to handle yourself and, and how to present yourself. And so I, I, I think you're absolutely right about Peyton. I think he, he does a, a great job of his persona. And, and I think Eli's like that too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know a lot of people who cover both, both those guys and they were, they were good to be around on a daily basis for teammates, for media, for everybody. All right, let's go back to the field. Uh, Teron Matthew signs with the saints, uh, you know, a heck of a player. Uh, are there still good deals to be made out there? Are there still good players to be acquired? What What do you do when you're the general manager at this juncture?
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of an interesting time because you look at, for example, a team like the Vikings, they've got between a, uh, something 10 to 12 million dollars of, uh, of salary cap room, but have to understand that it's the top 51 players that count right now until the regular season. So when you budget in for adding another, set, uh, another seven players on injured reserve and uh, paying a practice squad, which is not big money, they've still got to budget some money, a couple million dollars in there, but they should have say five to six million dollars of of room to be able to go out and sign somebody if they want and or they could dedicate that money towards paying some incentives after the season whatever but there are some good players out there and and some of these players are still unsigned because they haven't found the right deal they think they're worth more money that perhaps they're waiting until during training camp for a major injury to hit a team And and so you you look at players such as Odell Beckham. Well, the assumption is he's going back to the Rams, but he's coming off that ACL. he sustained in the Super Bowl, so he's not in a big hurry to sign necessarily. You've got James Bradbury, a really good veteran corner that was released, uh, I think, by the Giants. And he's out there. Jadavian Clowney, who has had a lot of injuries, but he's still an impact player, as the Vikings saw last october when he kind of wrecked their game (laughs) and you got melvin ingram who's a a good edge rusher Jarvis landry a good receiver some other good edge rushers and for example jerry hughes and trey flowers Uh, julio jones is out there but they don't necessarily need a a veteran injury prone receiver but uh, could a for example Nakeem Hicks, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. He, certainly, he certainly was a Viking killer. Now, they, they seem to be okay at defensive tackle. Dante Hightower, a, a great linebacker from New England's out there. And Dominick Sue, you, you, again, assume he'll re-sign with Tampa Bay, but he hasn't done it yet. And he, even Justin Houston has been an impact edge rusher in his career. And if you put him in the mix as, as kind of a, a rotating guy, he could be a really impactful player, even at age 30 plus. So there are some really good players that are still out there and kind of what we call phase three of, of free agency, which is the after the draft period when teams reassess their rosters, GMs and and coaches take another look at the roster and say, hey, here's someplace we think we might be able to get a little better. Uh, maybe for the Vikings, it's another corner. Uh, maybe Bradbury would be a guy that could interest them. And and then they can bring along Andrew Booth a little slower and, and see how Cam Dansler adjusts to the new coaching staff because I still think Dansler has talent. But as we saw in that Detroit game in Detroit last year, he can be a head case at times. And so, yeah, there's still some really good players out there. And I think Viking fans would certainly – not be unhappy to see the vikings make one more splash signing if they're so inclined and i don't anticipate that happening but we'll see and and meanwhile the rookies are showing up this weekend their rookie camp and and that's kind of a fun time too for for the teams for the coaches for the gm to kind of unwrap those christmas presents that come early and and just see what you've got on the field but the, the fact of the matter is you really don't know about the rookies until you see them in training camp with the pads on, going against the veterans, and even in some preseason games. And then they'll really know if they can count on guys like like Lewis Seen, the safety first-round pick, and Andrew Booth, Jr., the, the corner, then the second round, uh, Ed Ingram, the guard. Can these guys compete for starting jobs? Can they be ready to go week one against the Green Bay Packers? and we'll see about that. And I think that's what makes training camp kind of an interesting time, fun time, and as we watch those guys compete. But they will be out on the field this weekend, and, and I'll be out at minicam next week
0: checking them out. So. I think seems gonna be a good player and you know, just everything i gather i mean it's a that's just a guess but that's my guess at this point booth you know if he's healthy he should be a good player ingram's a really intriguing one uh obviously had the uh, the sexual assault allegations that caused him to be suspended then they were dropped like a year and a half later so I, we don't know what happened uh it, it is troubling to me and the vikings really didn't explain how they vetted ingram so i'll ask you how much research did you do on players backgrounds if you thought that there was they had uh you know something questionable in their past and you think the process has changed much over the years
1: yeah i think it has i think there's more resources to investigate and and certainly we did it at, in the past at the time with a player such as randy moss for example who has some character questions coming out in the in the 98 draft and, and so we had done a lot of research on Randy, and, and we were fortunate that we had a, a scout, and I've told this story many times, a scout, Conrad Cardano, who had uh, coached with the, the coaches at Marshall, knew them very well, and had the kind of the inside scoop that Randy had been no problem during his career at, at Marshall. He had the, the bad fight in high school that had racial overtones where he was protecting a friend, allegedly, and then he allegedly failed the two drug tests, or the drug test that that got him kicked out of Florida State and ends up at Marshall uh, after Notre Dame had revoked his scholarship after that fight in high school and so, so I think we had, we did our vetting at the time. I think today it's even more so. Uh, the money's greater, the attention's greater, and there's there's more ability of of, uh, of the media to uncover bad things about players today. So you really got to make sure that you're you're Doing your proper research and yeah and and quasi Quazi menzo kind of kind of sidestepped that issue with Ingram real quickly by saying oh yeah we did it we yeah we checked it out yeah yeah okay <laughs> and we'll see that uh, we'll see what kind of player he is and he he should have an opportunity for that right guard spot so it's going to be an interesting time with those with those high picks I I don't necessarily see a a Randy Moss is going to walk in the door and knock your socks off as an impact player immediately. And, and you could, see, we could see it back in 1998 in training camp that, wow, this guy is special. This guy is different. He is so fast and athletic. And even Robert Smith, when we drafted him in the first round in the early nineties, and you could see wow his speed was so explosive and Louis seen as a 32nd pick, I like him, too. I like a lot of what I've, I've, I've seen about him and read about him and watched him a little bit and Andrew Booth Jr., but still some question
0: marks, especially with Booth
1: and the injury. So all you can say is time will tell.
0: Yeah, I, I did find it interesting. The uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, I think Stephen Jones held up like uh, a draft sheet, kind of jokingly, of course. In this day and age, somebody screen grabbed it and enhanced it and found out what their, their first round was. Uh, you know grades were on players and I think they had seen ranked as like the 13th to 14th best player in the draft and I've heard that from some other people so hey the Vikings very well might have gotten a gem and gotten him at a, a a good value we'll we'll see but uh, I think he's he's the easiest person to be excited about from this draft class uh, hey uh, we're we're going to come back talk more about the Vikings roster about rookie camp about mini camp and we'll continue to tell you exactly what's going to happen in the NFL schedule because we know and we're we're just going to take all the suspense out of it out of it for you and just tell you who's going to win all the games uh hey let's get let's get a final thought from jeff once again thank you to white bear lake superstore thanks to tsr injury law thanks to our producer brianne burnett and thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. all right jeff a final thought on anything you like
1: yeah i think just circling back to the schedule as i said it's an exciting time when the schedule does come out and really creates a a reality that the season is coming up and and as i said i think the schedule plays out fairly well for the Vikings. They'll have an opportunity, I think, to get off four and one. If you look at the start of the season, if they can split those first two games, which is no given, Green Bay and half Philadelphia, then they have Detroit here, New Orleans in London, and the Bears here. That's an opportunity to to get off to a four and one start, which will be much better than what happened last year when they got off 0-2 and never could climb out of it. And, and they're going to need to get off to a decent start this year because – They've got some tougher stretches, and especially that week, I think it's week 10 through 12 at Buffalo, Dallas here, New England on Thanksgiving, and that'll be fun too, a Thanksgiving night game. I'm not sure the fan base will love that necessarily, having to go to the stadium on Thanksgiving night, but I guess they'll have an earlier dinner. And and then from, from a team executive standpoint, I love playing on Thanksgiving, Jim, because we got the weekend off, which is a a rarity in the nfl
0: <laughs> that is a very good point um all right hey good stuff from jeff thanks brianne thank you for listening check out all the other shows the outdoor content at talknorth.com and we'll be back soon to tell you more about what's going on with the bikes.